It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I don't even know anymore, man. I don't even know. What's the matter? You, you know, it's just, it's just getting towards that Thanksgiving break, and I'm just kind of limping towards the finish line. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you got to finish strong, Ryan. If I've learned anything in my life, it's finish strong. I'm doing my best. Yeah. I'm doing my best. Well, we have a lot of news, Ryan. I'm not even, not even going to make a joke here just because there is that much news to get to. So what do you say we do it? Yeah, let's get to it. first ryan is it's a bit of a, a sad news we're gonna just jump ahead to the pick of the pod here that would be the one and only stan lee passing away at the age of 95 this week a legend obviously and in fact we will do we will dedicate an entire episode to stan lee it probably should have been this week's we should have turned it around quickly truth be told i wanted to do the haunting of hill house sooner rather than later before i forgot everything so right. <laughs> that's why we're doing that now but we will certainly take time uh and dedicated to stanley yeah um you know the guy was 95 years old but you never it's just one of those guys you just assume is going to be around forever and a guy right. that he kind of has been you know and a guy that you you know is responsible for like so much joy in our lives you know and i know there's a lot of people who say that kind of thing you know but like personally you know it's it, it like hit me way harder than i thought it was going to which is strange really yeah, yeah. you know where you're just like kind of just really sad i was like bummed out all day and, you know, he was at Boston Comic-Con a couple of years ago, and you remember how many – he had that big talk, and we, we actually – we didn't go into it, but we saw him. I remember looking in and listening to him for a little bit, and then uh, we talked to a few people that had a chance to have the meet and greet with him. Yeah. And just pretty cool, cool experience. I mean, this guy and – I, and I understand, like, you'll, you'll hear people saying, well, he didn't create – all these characters on his own. Like, I get it. I understand. Like, I understand he was a co-creator for a lot of the characters. Right. But even if you wanted to look at all the stuff that he gets credit for and take half of it away, it's still a bigger impact than like anybody else ever would. Right. And it's crazy to me to think that like he created Spider-Man when he was 40 years old. Like, like it's nuts to me. Like that, that's a life like that, dude, to just like so many things. And I was reading today that, um, he is the most, now the most successful movie producer of all time in terms of like money made on movies. Oh, that's funny. So he just passed Avi Arad, who's in all the Halloween sequels. Seriously. It's crazy to me, but like, yeah, we, this, this guy, it deserves its own episode. So we'll, yeah, we'll, so we'll, we'll do an episode and we'll either do it. It'll be our uh, episode next week, or maybe we'll have time and we'll do a bonus episode this week, but we'll save a lot of our Stan Lee thoughts uh, for that. And feel free to email us and uh, tweet us some of your thoughts as well. And we can pass those along well, as here's, well. Here's a good one, Rich. And this is what we yeah. call a segue in the business. Um, the good news is if there's any good news to come of this is that he already filmed his cameo for Avengers four. Yes, he did. And I think he may have filmed him for a few that I heard of. So he might be, you might spot him in a, in a handful of Marvel movies coming up, uh, including Avengers 4, as Ryan said, yeah. which the report this week was, it, as it stands right now, has a runtime of three hours. And everybody I talked to was like, okay. Yeah, like, they're like, well, that's it? <laughs> oh, they really ch- they they're, they're trimmed it down then. Like, well, what, what's, what's, your, what's the point? Because a lot of the articles were like, oh, like, look how long this is. But yeah, right. nobody feels that way. No, like, and oh, like, right. absolutely nobody who wants to see these movies are like, that's too long. 
You know what I mean? I mean like, how, so, long, how long were the fucking Lord of the Rings movies? Way too long. Three and a half hours? Yeah. Three. I mean, like they, were, they were an easy three, if, if not, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there were some that were like three. One was, I think it was like Return of the King was like three and a half or something. It was long. Oh, my God. Or like 320 or something. The, you'd like have that. to get the two VHSs for that one. Yeah, you <laughs> The double pack. This one, so because what a lot of the MCU movies have been more like two and a half, right? They kind of yeah. get out at two and a half, 220, two and a half. At the most, yeah. So they'll probably still trim it down, but I mean, nobody, nobody's going to bat an eye at three hours. Nope. We also, we, we don't have a name yet, or do we? For what? No, no name yet. This will like I think it's Avengers Assemble. I think it's going to be Assemble. I think it's going to be Endgame. You think so? Yeah, we'll see. Now, didn't the the Russo brothers tweeted something out? Remember a while ago, and they were like, "Take a look at this." And, and it's like, like this, this, like a hidden thing in it, and people were like dissecting yeah. it. And one of them said like Assemble, and one of them like you could see like Endgame. Like so, there's like all these ones that are like people are like trying to pick it pick it out. It's like a Where's Waldo for? Yeah. So you know. I mean, you can spend your time doing that if you want. That's fine. Speaking of spending your time, Ryan, uh, Disney Plus is going to be the name of the Disney streaming service, which will be available late 2019. It's going to have Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, Pixar, National Geographic. Uh, a lot of those, stand- those new shows that we were talking about, like yeah, Loki yeah. and Winter Soldier and Falcon. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the canceled Marvel Netflix shows end up getting sort of rebooted over there. And I was reading somewhere that um, even with Daredevil and Punisher, like the, at, at the end of 2019 is the end of Disney's contract with Netflix. Oh, so, so that makes sense because we know we're getting a, a second season of Punisher and yeah. we're getting a third season of Jessica Jones. Those are the only two of that universe that are still going for sure. So yes. they might all jump over. And they should. Or, I mean, or, or something. Like, definitely a Daredevil 4 and you know, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, like we were saying, put those guys together. And it would, uh, so, it's just awesome to have like all those things in one place. You know what I mean? For someone who's like a Marvel cool. and Star Wars fan to also have an app that will like, or like a website that will entertain my kids as well. It's like a one-stop shop. I yeah, mean, if they charge nice. me, if they charge me 15 bucks, like double Netflix, like I'm still buying it. I, so that was my question. What price could Disney put on it? To what point would you buy it? Uh, like 20. I think 20 is my cut. Yeah. Anything more than 20 is a bit steep yeah hopefully it comes you know, in under 10 monthly like that's a that's a lot monthly but you but think the other of question like, is ugh, yeah does yeah i mean i guess netflix has enough without the marvel shows but that does take a bit of a dent for me anyway and i think a lot of the people that listen to this that that's what they're into yeah if you take away all those shows that's like three shows a year that are really good and worth watching you take those out that kind of and like right now i believe on netflix Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, I want to say Doctor Strange, yep. they're all available on there too. So if you take all that away, that's going to kind of sting Netflix. That's going to sting Netflix, but at the same time, I think Netflix has been churning out good enough content on their own. We're talking about one today, after all, where they're, yes, um, good point. they're doing a good enough job churning out their own shows, which is, which is great for them um, with all the original content. You know, I mean, we have like Big Mouth and like all those things that we really love that, and all these comedy mm-hmm. specials, which I really like. Um, they're kind of yeah, taking um, that. Yeah, and they're including kinda... the Adam Sandler one. <laughs> Did you give it a go yet? <laughs> Not yet. I haven't had time. I can tell you didn't give it a go because you gave it a dismissal, a dismissive kind of uh, noise. You just well, made. I was coughing to the. I, I didn't want to cough directly into the mic. You see, what are you so. sick? No, 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 no. I don't get sick. Well, that's true because of all the ginger ale. All the ginger ale. It's a yeah. yeah. All the ginger ale <laughs> keeps, I drink keeps the sicknesses at bay. Exactly. 
That's your that's your secret. If somebody asks, <laughs> if they've learned anything from this podcast, it's drink a lot of ginger ale. Exactly. Ginger ale and coffee. That's all I drink. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all you need. Hey, Ryan, how about this? Uh, Game of Thrones had a little teaser today, and they finally announced that next season, the final season, will begin in April. Of in this April. year. April 2019. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. Let me uh, ask you this. God, I hope what it's good. Be, what would be a better... Hashtag dork live show a Game of Thrones preview or an Avengers four preview or option three door number C letter C all both number C number C <laughs> um, you know it's funny I, I in the dork in the hashtag dork world there are still people who are like are completely out on Game of Thrones which I don't really understand mm, is that right I think so like there's people Maybe. who I've talked to who I feel like, like those no, I don't people watch are it. just yeah, but they're assholes, I would, I would guess. I would guess so, too. And we really don't want them at the live show, even if they no. were, the, you know, to show up. Go so pound sand. They could, yeah, yeah, take a long walk off a short pier, as someone like once that. told me. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, I think we do both. I'm a fan. I like Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. I it's like a crossover char- hit. Like, it's a sensation. I like the characters. I like the worlds. I like the, the <laughs> battles. I, I like, like the dragons. I love, who, you love the dragons. You oh were, my god! You were dragons. you were very upset. Um, yeah. Well, don't get into that. I don't, don't want to get, get into, into it, but there was something very upsetting that happened. I also I like Beric Dondarrion a lot. That's a guy that doesn't get enough play. Doesn't get enough love. I don't think so. <laughs> don't you think that guy's that guy deserves a little bit more credit? Maybe even his own show. Uh, maybe he does. Maybe he gets a spinoff. Yeah. Uh, you'd watch House Dondarrion. It could be like a that. sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him, you know, leaving the toilet seat up and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, you love it. You love, and, and like you know some it's, wacky. It's, you know, it's re- it, yeah, it's relatable stuff. Rise, what I'm talking about. No, I, I, it's right. It's for everybody. You the know, he's a nine to fiver, a ham and egger, that kind of you know, real lunch pail kind of guy. Six pack. Yeah, <laughs> you pack your lunch kind of guy. Yeah. And real brown he comes bagger. home and you know. Certain things he doesn't do his chores. His wife's getting on him a little bit. I think <laughs> she, he could be pretty good. She's after him. You know, he's got the wacky neighbor next door. <laughs> she's always chasing after him. Yeah, he's always coming in the house during breakfast. He's not knocking. You know, he's coming in. He's opening up the fridge <laughs> like he's got free reign. He doesn't. It's just an unspoken thing. They have. Oh, what a wacky show. I love it. Call already. it House Dondario, Dun- part of our Thursday night lineup. What do you think? <laughs> it's got to be on Thursday nights. It's got <laughs> to compete. You know, I would it's got to so. compete with a really shitty football game. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Ryan, here's something that's uh, going to be coming out this Christmas. I know you celebrate Christmas. I sure uh, do. Once, a, Once Upon a Deadpool, which is a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2. Uh, they've already had like a little poster for it and everything else. Call me crazy. Stupid idea. Oh, terrible like, idea. This is dumb. Terrible this idea. This is really dumb. I mean, what makes Deadpool great is the just the blood and gore and the, the over-the-top swearing and if you take all that out i don't really know what you have left and like you don't necessarily want to take you know you're going to take like a 12 year old like a 14 year old they're going to see it anyway so what's the point of who is this for you know yeah right like they've probably already seen deadpool like i guess yeah because like kids are probably like oh i want to watch deadpool and like you know some parents are gonna be like well no and they're like well now you can watch this one but it's like it's the shit version yeah like you're not like you I remember when you remember when we were teenagers and like your your buddy would like pop in a CD in the car and it was like he accidentally bought like the clean version of like the Chronic and you're like what the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> I remember eighth grade. One of my friends had the Big Pun CD. And I yeah. think he might have had the clean version of Big Pun. And <laughs> we're like, like what's the... what? Where are the swears? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the like, I, know, I bought the wrong version. <laughs> oh, <it> stunk. <laughs> 
Like, oh, this is trash. That's awful. But speaking of Ryan Reynolds, he is also going to be in a live-action Pokemon movie where he voices Pikachu, the name of the film Pokemon Detective Pikachu. What the hell is this? Like, what is the whole deal with this? I don't understand I what know, this is. I had no idea where this was, was coming from. Yeah, I don't um, get it. I just don't get it. But people like it. People are it. People like the Pokemon. I know my two nephews are going to be all on board with they this. They love the Pokemon. They're going to get in on this. Speaking of family, uh, family things, Toy Story Four. Do we need it? And do we want it? Yes and yes. Really? Yes and yes. I can't get enough of the Toy Story movies. Meow. I think they're fantastic. What was that? Oh, that was me calling you a meow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I love the Toy oh, Story. No, sorry, that was I love the that Disney was Pixar. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't cry ugly tears watching Coco, you are not a human being. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't love Coco. Uh, my the wife end didn't had get me you? watch it. The end didn't get huh? you. Oh, the end. No. Oh no. You know what drove me nuts? So this I guess will be a minor spoiler on Coco. Like you've already seen it at this point. But the goddamn old lady was so mean to the kid. All I wanted, to, or no. Uh, so there's two old ladies, like yes. a super old lady was just like, she, you know, she was just kind of doing her thing. Mama Coco. Yeah. Mama Coco. The other yeah. one that was like super mean. His grandmother. Yeah. Hey, guess what, asshole? You let the kid play music. Maybe the grandma Coco actually puts a smile on her face for the last 10 years. Yeah. I want you, I mean, that's the point, Richard. You know, that's it. You know, oh music God, brings she joy. She ruined that lady's life. She ruined her life. I did like his song. I like the song uh, Um Poco Loco. It's a oh, great that's a good song. one. That's a banger, huh? Great tune. He's, a, he's got a good little voice on it. He does. Guy. They kick and get it. Yeah, and that, that'll be on uh, the Disney Plus. Yeah, we'll watch that. We'll watch it together. We'll have a wonderful we, time. You and me, we can watch that together. We can have some cocoa and watch cocoa. What do you think? <laughs> In the spirit of the thing, fine. I, I love it. I love it. So you're on a Toy Story 4. Last, uh, last bit of news I have, Ryan, is Steve Carell... Uh, who played Michael Scott on The Office, uh, the American version, will be hosting SNL this week. I love it. I love it. Could be good. I think he Could started. Did, was he a writer? I know his wife was on Saturday Night Live. Yes, Nancy Walls was on. He and Stephen Colbert were Ace and Gary, the ambiguously gay duo. Yes, they, I, I they do know that. that. Yeah, yeah. I think they wanted to be on it. I think it was one of those things where like they auditioned to be like on it, and they're like, no, but you guys can write. So I think they did some writing. And then they, they both weren't. Colbert and Carell were on the Daily Show at that point. Right. Yeah. Right. So good stuff. I'm I'm Pretty looking forward stuff. to that. All right, right before we uh, the, we unpack uh, this uh, this Netflix series, let's get to your news. It's time for Davey's video game Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, what do you have? I got so you know small ends and uh, bits and bobs here a little bit. First of all, I wanted to mention that I didn't. I wanted to get to this in the news, and I forgot. Did you read, Richard, that Venom just recently passed Justice League for uh, gross for for monies taken in? Oh, like internationally Inter- too, right? Like worldwide, domestic and yeah. international. So all yeah, dude, total Venom, money. Venom made a ton of money, and. I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes not too long ago. The critics still hate its guts, but the fans really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's like, like 87% fans. I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. I didn't hate it either, but it definitely wasn't great. It wasn't great. I think uh, the villain was terrible. I think Jenny Slate's character was terrible. And I thought Michelle Williams really mailed it in. She was doing Tom Hardy a favor. You could tell. Mm-hmm. You could tell she was doing mm-hmm. him a favor. Um, I agree. But anyway, um, two, two kind of big bits of news this week. Um, just today, actually, Insomniac dropped that they are having their second 
installment of the Spider-Man City Never Sleeps DLC, which is coming out November 20th. It's actually coming out next week. I love how they're doing this kind of like episodically. So it comes out like every month, like there's something new. Yeah, um, cool. And you're getting after Hammerhead a little bit more. There are three new suits. You have the Spider Armor Mark Mark One, which is the black and silver one. You have the original Iron Spider costume, which is which is pretty sweet, and mm. a Spider Clan one, which was the anime version of Spider Man, which is actually a really cool suit. And I firmly believe Spider now Spider Clan Spider Clan, yeah, where he's huh. like a, he's like a ninja. Because there's two ways you can go. You got the Klu Klux Clan, not to spy, it's a C. Also- it's Clan with a C, not a K. We get the Wu Tang Clan. It's more Wu Tang than it is Ku Klux. Yeah. Speaking of that, I ran into those assholes in Red Dead Redemption. And they too. lit themselves on fire. Do you see? Yeah. No. Dummies. Before I let them do that, because I saw you I was, when I was watching you stream, and they lit themselves on fire. I couldn't wait for it because I was getting so upset by the racism. Yeah. So I went up there and murdered each one with a knife. I love it. Yeah. Do you I'm see very it? aggressive in that game. You are very aggressive. The yeah. the guy, the ringleader there in all black, I threw a knife into his head. That was that was how I dispatched him. <laughs> it uh, makes you feel nice. But I know? let the other ones burn alive because that seems to be uh, I, sure. a quick death. A quick death for them is too kind. So I let them burn. I agree. Death. Um, nice. So there's that. The Spider-Man DLC is coming out. And on Friday, this kind of snuck up on me. Fallout 76 is actually coming out, which is. That's right. It's uh, set in Philadelphia, and it's a little bit of a departure for Fallout in that it's more of an online game. Um, you're supposed to, this is supposed to be a social thing where you play it mm. with other people, and the leveling system is a little bit more weird. Um, but it's more like Warcraft and set up like where there's like a story, but you go with other people. Like there's like raids okay. and stuff, and you go like searching for stuff. Might be worth checking out. I'm gonna wait to see what the reviews are for this, but I'm hopeful that you know Fallout titles have always been really good. So hopefully, you know, but that's the big news that's coming out of the video games, uh, and that's the way the news goes. The news goes real quick. How are you splitting your time right now amongst games? Like oh what's what's I, the pie chart well, look like? Well, this is the this is the problem, man. Like I I'm, I'm like overwhelmed with games. Yeah. Like yeah. I when I'm alone, like I play a lot of Blackout when i'm alone um a lot of uh, call of duty and uh hockey i play a lot of nhl when i'm by myself and then when i'm streaming i play i still i haven't done any of my qualifiers for overwatch yet i know the new season started i haven't done any of them just because i've been playing uh red dead most of the time that game takes up a lot of time yeah red dead does red dead you lose hours but the biggest the biggest bit of news that we did not get to is if you're watching on the stream i did get the arabian horse finally that's yeah, some that bitch. Bastard. That's some bitch. <laughs> gotcha. Dude, you know what's going to be a really good episode I'm looking forward to is when we do our like best of 2018. And I think best video game is going to be pretty It's going to be pretty tight. It's going to be pretty tight. There's going to be tight. a lot of, lot of good ones. So, Oh, and speaking of fun. Game of Thrones, I forgot to tell you. Did you read that Pedro Pascal, uh, Oberyn Martell, is the lead in The Mandalorian? Yes. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I yeah. forgot to add that to our list here. But yes, yeah, so that's a that's a good casting. That's a good o- get. Oberyn, get him in there in the little Star Wars action. That yeah. again on the uh, Disney Plus. That and thing is selling itself. And I guess he's running into um, Diego Luna's character from Rogue One. Is that true? No, that can't be right. Mm. That can't be right. I thought they said yeah, there was something. No, that well, can't be right. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. No, it can't be right. I want to say I doubt. No, because he's he's re- he's real dead. <laughs> Yeah, I made that. I, that's a mistake on my part. Too. Yeah. Hey, did you see South Park last week? They I did not. Red Dead. They weren't making fun of it, but like all the guys were playing Red Dead. That's awesome. It's a good episode. I mean, 
The uh, they brought back Man Bear Pig. They brought back oh. Satan. They brought back Al Gore. Did they bring back Satan's boyfriend? Chris. No, but <laughs> Satan. Satan had an episode a few years ago where he came back and he was just like telling Stan like all about like puberty or whatever. And he's just like sitting down talking to him all matter of factly. And it was one of the best episodes they've had. And so they brought him back and he first shows up and he's like, oh, like this, I am Satan, like blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing you know, he's just like got glasses on. And he's like shooting the shit with him, like telling him stuff. It was like hilarious. Was Saddam Hussein there? No, he wasn't. Uh, he was not. I think Satan might be one of the better South Park characters. That I, Randy Marsh is still my favorite. Yeah, I think Randy Marsh. And then like you can't like Cartman and Butters. But then like. From the secondary guys, it might be Satan. Satan's up there. Yeah, he's pretty good. Towley. Uh, Towley makes me laugh. <laughs> he's like a shit character. But he's pretty good. Remember the first episode he was on? At the end of the episode, they're like, they're just sitting there. Like he's a matter of fact. Like, <laughs> you're the worst. And so he goes, you're the worst character. And he goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're the worst character, too. <laughs> I know. But he, he kind of knows. I mean, it's just, he's good. Self-deprecation. Yes. Yeah. He's good. Ryan, are you ready for the topic du jour? Uh, the what? Topic of the day. All oh, right, to- sorry. The yeah. topic of today uh, should be Stanley, but we're gonna we're 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 sticking with what we have. We're we're gonna put this one uh, get this one out of the way because it actually fit better in Dorktober, but we sort of bleed into November here a little bit. That would be the Haunting of Hill House. It was a ten episode season on Netflix based kind of off of the Shirley Jackson novel Mm -hmm. entitled The Haunting of Hill House. It inspired two film adaptations, which were both just called The Haunting, 1963, I believe, and then 1999, which was a dump. Oh, what a terrible movie. Did you see that one with Catherine Zeta-Jones? I did, yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, not great. But anyway, what's also confusing is there's The House on Haunted Hill, which is a different is, book. That's a different book. Which is completely different. Like yeah. there was the Vincent Price movie, and then it was like the reboot. They they also made it in 1999. So, it was a big haunted house reboot year in 1999. So that was that book was by Richard Matheson, who wrote I Am Legend, which is another oh. dump of a movie, but in one of my favorite horror book of all novel of all time. Really? Yes. I, lo- I loved the movie. I actually even liked, I enjoyed the remake as dumb as it was, but I, I liked that. And the original is one of my favorite, like, black and white horror movies. Which one? But this is, this we're talking about The Haunting. Yeah, we're talking about The Haunting. The, the yeah. title was The Haunting of Hill House. Spoiler free to begin. And quickly, the, the plot of the series, because again, the series is different than the book and different than the movie. But the plot is, in the summer of 1992, Hugh and Olivia Crane and their children, Stephen, Shirley, Theodora, Luke, and Eleanor, move into Hill House to renovate the mansion in order to sell it and build their own house designed by Olivia. However, due to unexpected repairs, they have to stay longer, and they begin to experience increasing paranormal phenomena that results in a tragic loss and the family fleeing from the house. 26 years later, the Crane's siblings and their estranged father reunite after tragedy strikes again, and they are forced to confront how their time in Hill House had affected each of them. Ryan, let me ask you, did you like it? I sure did, Richard. Yeah, I liked it too. You did? I I was afraid of what you were going to say. I didn't, you know... As, how af- the sausage as, made. as afraid as you were watching the the show, Ryan? Uh, no, but, um, we'll talk about that a little yeah. bit more later. But I actually did really like the show. I, it's funny because if, if people who are, have been listening to the podcast, we kind of gave sort of updates 
like in the pick of the pod section as we were watching it. Mm-hmm. And again, without giving anything away here, I liked it a lot more through, let's say, six or seven episodes than I did 10. It seemed Without like it started out like really hot and then kind of simmered on its way down. Yeah. Which, um, what did you, th- but still good. Would you, it's still really good. Do you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What did you think of the story? Again, I didn't even, I didn't read the book, but I, I know that it's a lot different than the book. The, mo- yeah. the first movie is a lot more similar to the book, apparently. And they really kind of, they really did change it, like how how it played out. It's still Hill House. It's still, I think, it's set in Massachusetts. It's still, you know, a lot of the same kind of ideas are there, but like the structure of the characters is completely different. Which is fine. I mean, you kind of have to update things. Right. So the story itself, I really, I thought the story was really good. Um, I thought the characters were all very um, complex in their own way, um, and like you said, it kind of. It kind of ta- it kind of lost some steam at the end, but um, yeah. but good, but definitely a good story. Yeah, overall, I think you get invested into it, which is really all you can ask for. Did you find it scary at times? Um, a lot of the scares, though, are like the anticipation of scares. Um, and again, there was one thing in the show that scared me, like every time I saw it, because um, yeah. it happens kind of yes. multiple times, um, and. Uh, and we could save. We'll, we'll save like what it's, the yeah, scariest it's, it's stuff. Hard, it's spoilers, hard to talk for right about. Now, yeah. But overall, it, to me, it is. It is pretty scary. It's pretty creepy. It's also one of those things that kind of sticks with you a little bit later on. Like, and some of the scariest stuff to me now is the, you know, oh, there's somebody in the corner, like not saying anything, but they're in the room with you. Like, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean. And that's the stuff like, that like we always differ on. Like in my type of horror versus your type of horror is like you, you know, you like the, the, the slashers and all that stuff. And I'm much more of like the psychological stuff. So it was a nice so, blend of those two. I thought it was a nice blend. And I would even say, so like the slasher movies, so like scream and Halloween, I like more, but I'll admit aren't like as scary. Like I'm not going to have a nightmare. I don't think about the scream killer. Right. You know what I mean? Like whatever, like, Oh, it's like some dude, a mask. Like I'm okay with that. But like ghosts, like that, that can kind of stick with you. Then like the, you're in a room and you're like, I don't know. Like, I think there's a shape over there or like, is there somebody behind my door? Like all that kind of classic kind of scary stuff. Right. You get with haunted houses, like kind of creepy, mm-hmm. you know, like some of the creep factor. Also this show did a cool job. If you're okay with like the Quentin Tarantino time jumps where they're like, Hey, we're in 1992. Now we're in 2018 or whatever. You know, like jumping back and forth. I thought they did a good job of that. And it was, it, I liked how they did it. It was more like seamless too. Like you'd have um, one character as a kid, like open a door and then the adult comes through the door. You know, where mm-hmm. it was like, it was like seamless transitions like that, which I thought were, uh, yeah. were kind of cool. And it was nice to jump back and forth between the two. Cause like you said, they kind of Tarantino it where it's yeah all the, everything that went wrong with this family is the result of like one night and the, yeah. they're building up to that one night, one way it's all like memento. And then the adults are building back to it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Cause yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. And then you're like, all right, so is this takes place before you're like, oh yeah, it does. And then you're going, you know, you're jumping around. So it does a a pretty good job of that. I also thought, now I'm no member of the Academy, Ryan, but I would say that the acting was strong, quite strong in this thing. The acting was strong, very, very strong um, across the board. The kids were great. I think all the kids were good. Mm -hmm. You know me, I don't like any kid actors, but I thought all of them were good. Yeah, uh, the kid who played Luke was was probably the weak link, the kid with the glasses. 
Yeah, but um, he was fine. Like what they asked him to do, he was fine. Yeah. I thought the two older siblings were really good. Um, so what was crazy to me, specifically with the older siblings and then the their version like of like of present day, I could have sworn they had like the same posture. Like yeah. if you go back and watch it again, like the way like the the like Shirley the girl and then surely the adult would like stand. It was like the same way. Yeah. Like like kind of how they talked. I'm like, That's, yeah, I don't know if they coached that up. I'm, I'm sure they would like to have, or if they were just like, eh, they just did a good job casting. I don't know, but it was, it was pretty amazing how similar they were. And similarly too, what was crazy is those, all the kid actors look like they could have been Carla Gugino and Henry Thomas's kids. Like yes, they all look like that, they were in the same definitely. family. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. They did it. They did a good job with that. Uh, so I assume the I, I know the answer to this, but you you would recommend this to people. To Absolutely. Watch this? If you like that kind of thing, if you um, it's kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely recommend it to anybody who is into this kind of thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if they, if they want that. And I think it was pretty popular. Like it was one of the most according to these different metrics that they have, because I don't know if they know or they don't re- like release. I don't think the exact number of people that saw it, but as far as how much people were talking about it, like on the, the internet streets, it was one of the most popular things Netflix has had in a while. And this is what we just talked about at the top of the podcast. Like Netflix is doing a pretty good job of like making their own content. They're they're pumping, pumping stuff out there for sure. And you know, it's great to see like, um, at times it was pretty rough. Like it was, there were some adult themes there. It wasn't like, I feel like a lot of these shows, especially dealing with horror. If you talk about like, was it Sabrina or something like that? Like they do a lot of stuff. It's, it's more geared towards like young people. Like this was a kind of an adult show dealing with adult things, which was nice to have like a, you know, yeah. Cause we had, we had a, a listener tweet us. I was only like two episodes in and was like, I have a, I forget. I want to say 10 year old or maybe eight year old. Yeah. And it was like, you think they can watch this? And I'm like, I'm first of all, the last person to ask, like, I'm a terrible judge of that. I don't have kids. I don't know. Like, I sure like I, go for it. But, um, as the season went on, I think I probably would have said no, no, absolutely. Right. Not. Like this is yeah. definitely more of a, like, cause there are certain things that I think would be really tough to explain. Yeah. And Actually, the more I think about it, it's probably definitely a no. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely not. 12. Like, I don't know what the no. age is. 16. You know, oh, really? You're going, okay. All right. 15, 16. Like when you're dealing with like, you know, complicated family issues, you're dealing with drug abuse and affairs. Yeah, and you don't know and, how much of it is like mental illness too yeah, and some of the other stuff yeah. too. So yeah, that it's, it's heavy at times. That's true. What would your uh, hashtag dork score be for this? Uh, five. Five out of six. See, I'm going to go four. I'm going to go four mm-hmm. and... I, it was all, it was tracking like a five for me. It was tracking maybe even like a five and a half for me, and then which we'll get into the ending. It sort of landed on a four, but still I would say worth a watch. And you know for free free stuff or you know if you're paying for Netflix, it's absolutely worth ten oh, yeah. episodes. is good. It's a good pace. Like it didn't drag too much. No, uh, I, there was so there yeah. were there were certain episodes that kind of dragged a little bit, um, but there was one at yeah, towards the end that was really I think good. Ten, I think 10 episodes was the right number, but you're right. Maybe you could have shaved some of the time off of each episode. Yeah. I think there were some episodes that were like a little over an hour, which you could have shaved a little bit off. Right. That's true. We'll get into that in spoilers and stuff. So. All right. Anything else non-spoiler on this? Uh, Watch it. Check it out. It's good. Check it out. Check it out. Spoilers. Spoilers. 
Spoilers! Spoilers! Here come the spoilers! All right, Ryan, so this is one of the things that I wanted to mention uh, a couple weeks ago when you told it to me, I think, off the air. And I, I, I guess it's spoiler. It kind of probably could have been non-spoilery too. But it's but also like, me, yeah, like watch it. Well, I know what you're going to say. So obviously, but like yeah. you, it makes you want to watch it again. You yes. Know? But, well, what, what it is, is you were telling me how when they're in the house, when, when it's the kids. So like the 1992 in the house, every time they're in the house with a the kid, there's a ghost somewhere on the screen. Yeah. Did you YouTube that? Or at least to begin the thing. So I did not YouTube it. Yeah. But after you told me that, I started looking, and there was one scene. So this must have been episode, I don't know, eight, nine, or ten. And there's a conversation going on. And so I told, I was watching it with Katie, and mm-hmm. I told her, I'm like, you know, so let's keep an eye out for these fuckers you yeah. know, lurking. And I about. bet she hated it, right? Uh, <laughs> you know what? She she liked it, kind of like me. But and then the ending, she was kind of done with it. I think she got kind of sick of it at the yeah, end. Yeah, she's yeah. like the hardest, cri- the oh, hardest critic. Seriously, she is a harsh world. critic. Yeah, I don't know. How, uh, she might. I don't know how she likes me because she doesn't like any goddamn <laughs> show. But I yes, mean, she may not. But she liked so Riverdale. At one point there was, there, uh, no, she bailed on Riverdale. Okay, no, she bailed on that. God, God a while ago. So there was a scene where I think it was that I think it was Luke and Eleanor were talking. And they were like in the kitchen area in front of like one of these like uh, I don't know not a cabinet but it was like something you know that has like a window yeah like, cover, like, the, like what, what? I know exactly it's to the pantry like behind them yeah, like, yeah. what would you call that just like a pant I yeah. guess so it's like a door like a, but like a glass door and the fucking face that this ghost was making was ridiculous he was like had like his eyes like really wide like his mouth open yeah and he was like getting really tall and skinny and like looking i'm like look at this fucking guy i'm like did you see him she's like yeah. she's like no so we had to we had to rewind it and then she saw him she's like oh my god i'm like yeah they're everywhere yeah they're, they're everywhere they're everywhere and there's what else is creepy too is that if you watch um the statues in the house move Oh, I figured they did. I didn't know yeah. that for sure, but I had a good idea that they were moving because that I thought they were ghosts a lot. And then I'm like, why would you have a million goddamn statues in your house? They're yeah. everywhere. And they move. They throughout the show they move. But like, yeah, it's creepy. Like, and it's always in like passing. Like there there are shots where like someone's entering a room from another room and like in the corner you'll just see like a ghost just like standing in the corner. Which oh, and see that that might be as scary a thing that there is. Like, you know what? Yeah. And you know what scares me the most? Like the exorcist by itself is like a scary movie, but the thing that scared me the most in that movie, I know exactly what you're going to say. It's that random face that sticks with you. Like at one point where like Reagan is like, is possessed obviously. And and there's like that face that's like smiling and like looking around like that. It's got the all black background. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Just like a head. And you're like, what is this guy? What's his story? Exactly. Who wrote him in? (laughs) Where's he coming is that, from? Is that this movie? Is this, am, I, is, am I watching a different show? But what there, is this guy? And there's some where, like, um, you know, you see a cat and you just see, like, a hand, like a ghost hand, like, oh, in the shot. I don't like that at so all. So if, if you want to YouTube it, every instance where, like, a ghost shows up in the house, they have, like, compilations of them now. And, ooh, gives you the, gives oh, you the chills. It gives you the willies yeah. is what it does. Mm-hmm. And then they also explain it, too. There's, there's uh like there's so many people working on the house, like renovating the house, mm-hmm. but like those are ghosts. Yeah, there was a scene where right, Steve is like he working on it by himself, and then like there, yeah. or, or I don't know if they all were ghosts, or were they all ghosts? No, there were some that weren't. Like when they had them, and then remember, oh, okay. it was the one, especially the one that was like working on the clock, where he's like, Steve, you've seen a ghost. He's like, No, I haven't. He's like, That guy you talk about, 
who was like working on the yeah, clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they show it, and like you go back and think about it, you're like, oh, you see that guy all the time. Yeah, and like that, and that, that guy never is never there. Not real. Yeah. Ooh. What was the Ooh. scariest ghost for you? Uh, bent neck lady. Bent neck lady was super scary, and the tall guy. The tall guy you know was pretty what? scary. The, the tall guy was scary, but the only reason why the tall guy wasn't the scariest thing to me was because he walks backwards. And all I could think of was putting a finger. I'm the backwards man, the backwards man. I can walk fast, fast you can. I'm the backwards man, the backwards man. I I walk back fast, you can. Did I ever tell you what an important? This is completely off topic, but what an important role in my marriage that movie plays. Freddie got fingered. Did I ever tell you this story? (laughs) Uh, No. So Ryan and I were. I was thinking about like asking her to marry me, and. one of the things that kind of hammered at home, other than that nobody makes me bleed my own blood story, which I think I've told you before. Um, yes. uh, we were in my house in Waltham and she just started like singing that song. Like oh, I'm backwards, bad to backwards. Bad. And then I turned on the TV and that fucking scene was on the TV. Like I turned it no on. Way. It was on. I swear oh, to God, God. I swear to God. It was the creepiest thing ever. And I was like, this is like, this is cool that she's like quoting Freddie got fingered. And then I turned on the TV and that scene was on. I'll tell you what, if I heard her quoting that, I would have asked her before you. <laughs> her going, X-ray cat, do, 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 X-ray cat. I can, I can see through doors. I can solve crimes. <laughs> Gord, what the fuck is that? With the, oh, it's the eyeballs. Bag of eyes with the sauce. <laughs> sauce? That is just an incredible movie. Uh, we incredible talked about that during our... Um, our best bad movies podcast. Freddie got fingered episode. Freddie got fingered. One episode. of my faves. Standalone episode. Actually, believe it or not, uh, my wife doesn't hate <laughs> Freddie got fingered. Doesn't hate it. There are scenes that I hate, but I don't hate that movie. Yeah, she doesn't like the um, like the she like thinks the gross out stuff is unnecessary. Like yeah. him, you know. There's just like so much of it with like, the dead you know, deer he, and like the umbilical yeah, like, cord it, thing, it, and yeah, that was weird. And I'll tell you what, if you took that stuff out, it probably wouldn't have gotten. Reviewed the way that it did But anyway We are way off topic at this point Scariest part to me By far And it's like kind of cheap Because like A jump scare is only scary Like for that one second It's not something that you're going to be like Thinking about forever But the scariest part by far Was when uh, Grown up version of Theodora and Shirley Mm -hmm. Were driving to Hill House Oh yeah and they're having a really good, like, in-depth conversation. Again, they're both great actresses, and you're, like, really, you're fully invested in what they're saying. And then Ghost Nell pops through the back, screaming, like, super fat, like, super and loud. loud. And super loud, yeah. Um, so, like, I, I jumped off, I jumped out of my seat, and I'm not just saying that, like, oh, I ju- no, I literally jumped out of my seat. That was a serious fucking thing, because, like you said, Nellie, uh, not Nellie, um, Theo and Shirley are having, like, this really intense, like, argument like a fight like in the car so it's already tense mm-hmm. and i was reading oh, yeah. and i was reading about this scene and what's awesome is so the woman who plays theo was in uh what's that uh mute the movie mute um oh she was yes yeah and, yeah, yeah. and so she and her husband wrote that movie her husband was actually the writer and director of every episode of this show so what's awesome oh, right and he also did um he did Gerald's Game, yes, which she was in as well, and right. obviously Carlo Gugino, who we'll get into, she was in that. And I haven't seen Oculus, but I've heard it's really good. It's good, and so and they were they were both a part of so that. So what too, I was yeah. reading is that that scare was supposed to come a page and a half later in the script, but he told the girl who played Nellie to do it early, 
So the scares you see from the two of them are actually real. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. like it wasn't like so they knew she was back there, but she they didn't know she was going to jump at then, that point. And they didn't know she was going to yell like super loud. And she did. Oh, she yelled yeah. so loud. Yeah, that's oh, my God, because I was locked in and that scared the absolute piss out of right, me. Right. Because it's an important conversation that they're having. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, um, a super tense moment where they're talking, you know, you know, oh, Shirley's yeah. I don't want to get a hold of it. Shirley's mad at Theo and Theo's trying to justify why she is the way she is. And then all of a sudden, just like, bang. And it was just like, uh, like, I'm, I'm again, not to bring up my wife again, because she was like, she loved it. My wife loved it. I wish she was here to like talk about it with me. Yeah. But she yeah. she had to get up. She jumped like you, like off the couch and had oh, to God, get, and had to run to the bathroom because she almost pissed herself. <laughs> and it was nuts man yeah. it was it was a wild scene uh yeah that that whole thing with theo too and so i thought she was great but i i did think there was probably like four or five characters that had these really long monologues yeah i would have shaved like a minute off of each one like they were got they got to the point where like oh this is this is really impactful but like i'm like now it's kind of a bit much like that's how i felt anyway yeah i think so too and and but it's it was important for the characters to kind of explain their own stories which is which is nice and explain why they are like kind of the family's just fucked up but it's nice to know yeah you know that was rooted in something real you know oh i should have thrown this in non-spoiler but i was going to say the first episode you, you're they throw so many characters at you that you're just kind of like I, I don't know everybody mm-hmm. you know but then you do quickly pick it up because it's yeah. like here's here's two parents with five kids then there's also like the the uh the people that live next door and then you're like all right now here's them in the present and then some of them have spouses you know and you're, and you're just like what what is happening yeah but like you you pick up on it eventually pretty mm-hmm. quick i also read that the the kids all stand for the five stages of grief. Interesting. Like each stage is represented by one of, huh. the, yeah, one of the kids. Interesting. Kind of a deep, kind of a deep thing. Like Stephen, like Stephen, the oldest is denial, and they go in like stages. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's pretty well, pretty well done. All the characters. Oh, so speaking, of, let's just get into the the characters. Sure. What did you think of the dad character? Uh, and again, young and old version of the dad, including uh, Elliot from ET so, playing. The yeah. Uh, so this was the most version. This was the most confusing thing to me. Like, I don't think with technology being what it is now and makeup and Timothy Hutton, who plays like the older version of the dad, like he's not so old that they couldn't have like made him look younger. You know, and I thought that was an Yet. odd choice, especially for an adult male to look completely different in different stages. Yeah, Timothy Hutton is only 11 years older right. than Henry Thomas, and, not 26. And they don't look like – like Henry Thomas is, does not look significantly younger than Timothy Hutton. Like Timothy Hutton looks young. you know. So they could have like darkened his hair a little bit and maybe like thrown on like a little bit of, uh, little bit of you know, makeup on him yeah, to like make him look younger. I, don't, got, I, don't, I never got yeah. that, but um, I thought Timothy Hutton was great. Um, just being like that, like, like muttering to himself and like talking to himself like the whole time. Like he was like, yeah, that, you know yeah. what? I thought, the, I thought one of the best scenes in the whole thing was cause obviously they have a, a very, a strange relationship. He with all the kids, mm-hmm. but when they are, when they return for Nell's funeral, I forget which episode it is probably like six or seven right around there. And they're, they're all in the funeral home. And so there's like 
five characters, I want to say. Yes. Because it's like Shirley, Stephen, Hugh, Theo, and Luke are all there. And then like Shirley's husband is like in and out. Mm-hmm. And the dialogue is just humming. Like it's just char- like you have three lines, you have three lines, or not three, three lines, three words. Like you have four words, you have five words. And then just like whipping around. It reminded me of like a really good play almost. Like that was yeah. some of the best stuff I thought in the whole series. And if you noticed, that was like a daredevil one shot, that episode. Like they went, it was one shot. Yeah, that was the really funeral. good. Yeah, so that was actually really cool. That was I one like, of my favorite. Like that. that was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I thought they did a really, a really good job. And you're you're putting together more of the pieces of the story. You're trying to figure out why they have the relationship that they do. Because really, the dad, I guess, was just trying to, after all this time, per, protect the kids. But the kids, did they think that he killed the mom, or they so, thought he was covering up, or they thought they they thought that at least he hit the mom, right? Because yeah. Stephen later found out that she had like bruises, and then we find out really what happened, but. So they were just always kind of, they didn't know what he really and did, think, and he refused to tell them. Yeah, and I think that was it. I don't think they they thought, like, he killed her or whatever, you know, but right. they, they, they kind of blame him because obviously the mother was, you know, mentally ill and disturbed, and he didn't do anything to help. You know, he just kind of, like, swept it under the rug, and then he wasn't telling the kids the whole truth, and there's, like, all this animosity between everybody, and, you know, it, it was... Uh, and in the end, you know, he's just trying to protect the kids. He's just trying to keep the kids from the truth, which is sometimes knowing the truth is worse than not knowing it, you know? Yeah, true. So, Hard to explain yeah. to all, the, all young kids at the time, too. Right. Uh, so Carlo Gugino is the only person that plays Olivia, obviously, because she kills herself back in 1992, and then she is there the, the rest of the time and kind of bopping back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it is crazy, like the end reveal. It's almost it reminded me of like Shutter Island, and there's a couple other movies like this where, like, you knew she kind of, you know, unfortunately lost her mind. But the scene where she was about to poison the three kids, yeah, like when they reveal that part yeah. of it, you're like, oh boy. Well, that was kind and of what a- was also crazy about that part too, right? It's like you didn't at that. I didn't even know if that Abigail, Abigail girl. That's was what I'm saying. The, yeah. The, the Dudley's daughter, you weren't sure if she was real or fake anyway. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, she like, was oh, real wait. and now she's dead. And that yeah. was like, I kind of like caught myself. I'm like, oh shit, she's a real person. Like that's because mm-hmm. the whole time the kids are like, because uh, Luke's the only one who interacted with her. And so like, oh, right. I need these clothes for Abigail. And they're like, Abigail's not real. Like none of the kids had ever seen her at that point. No, and the dad's like, sure. Like she's like, can she sleep over? And he's like, like yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> you, you know, they just like ignore him. They didn't even know because the, the caretakers had kept her from the house. So they didn't know she but was that's real. That's like a creepy. That's a creepy scene. Like yeah, you real know, creepy. Them all going creepy the looking kid. Abigail was a creepy looking kid too. Abigail was a creep. Yeah, and then just having a nice tall glass of rat poison tea. Uh, yeah, it's a cup of stars. You Drink hate. your cup of stars. So oh, creepy. Cup of stars. Out of here with the cup of stars. <laughs> uh, Stephen Crane was the oldest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up being a big time writer. Of course, uh, Dario Naharis. Yes, and. He was kind of like a, he seemed kind of like a loser older brother to me as like when he was younger. And then when he was older, he kind of took all the stories. And what was weird too with him and, you know, obviously he made a ton of money writing his books. He also lied to his wife about having a vasectomy. No, which was that. Yeah. Kind of a scumbag. Kind of a scumbag. Or very much a scumbag, I suppose. But I don't know. He, it was weird because he was saying how like he clearly saw ghosts 
but for some reason he didn't tell them that he did and like he just wouldn't believe it but he oh he definitely did yeah and i think he was just that's the denial like he was just you know rationalizing everything and be like well you know when he had the scene with the lady in the beginning where he's like this like paranormal expert now he's sleeping in the lady's house and he's like well you know you hear the you hear the cars outside and there's leaking from the roof and that's why there was what you know so he's like trying to like rationalize all of this stuff and sometimes he just couldn't do it at the end he just couldn't do it no no not at all uh shirley i thought was really good uh she obviously went on to have the kids have the husband have the funeral home and just kind of creating like her story about how you know she couldn't see her mom she was so scared to see her and then the guy at the funeral home was like really nice to her and then that ends up what she does yeah um and and just i I thought yeah she was good and then uh, the whole the whole story though with like her cheating on the guy I guess my question would be, so she saw that guy, but that guy's not dead, is he? Like, he wasn't a ghost. No, but I think there's a lot of, I think what, you know, ghosts are, is like, in my mind, like, what was happening with this is like, you haunt yourself more than things, you know what I mean? So that was like her ghost. Like, that was like something that was haunting her. So that was like the manifestation of that. But it was also good to see like a character who was so like self-possessed the entire show, like show that like, you're actually a fuck up too. You just like... It yeah, makes you feel better sure. to like, you know, MF everybody else, but like you're a screw up too, you know? Yeah. No, she was, I, I liked her though. And you could see her trying to keep it together, but like just really couldn't. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Theo was my favorite character. I thought Theo was awesome. And apparently she has superpowers. She is an empath. Yes. So you can touch people and like the, which I thought was a, uh, a kind of a cool thing. Yeah. I like, I like that little that angle to it and you're just wearing the gloves like rogue from x-men and it wasn't like like, it wasn't like so in your face all the time which was nice yeah it wasn't like what what's the movie is it the dead zone with the christopher walken yeah (laughs) Yeah. grabs you he's like oh and then it's like (laughs) he sees all everything in your path um what was cool the one of the other creepy things too was like what was it what did the little girl call like the smile like smiley face or something like that when she was dealing with the girl, oh, like, it, oh god, what when did she, she went and f- the the guy, and it who, was in, uh, it was like the mark in the wood. It was like that was ooh. oh, that was awful. That was awful. Yeah, when she got the guy or she got the girl out of the foster yeah. house. And yeah, the guy. Was, oh my god. Yeah, that there you go. there's there's a reason why kids shouldn't watch that show. Watch yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. Uh, then you get Luke, who is the the young guy. He sees the tall ass dude with you know the backwards man, the backwards man. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he becomes a drug addict, and that whole thing with the girl that you know he's sort of with and then how that all plays and i thought out. I, I thought they were in a little heavy on the drug thing i thought uh, this is something they probably could have done a Scale little less a little with yeah, yeah like i get it you know the guys right. on drugs you know i get it you know um but it was nice how like, the first time you see him he's like stealing from steven yeah and you're not really sure who he is oh that was the other, yeah. So that was that was interesting. I guess one of my one questions would be: so I did like how they Quentin Tarantino the time frame, but did you think they sometimes replayed stuff too much? A little bit, I think. I'd, right, because you would get to a point, you're like, all right, I know where this scene is, but then they would play a scene in episode six that we saw in episode four, and they'll play it for like three minutes. Oh, maybe they, like, maybe yep, yeah. I got it. Maybe they didn't count on people like us binging it, like watching them like back to back. I, I think I watched yeah, see, that, the whole thing in like true, two days. But, if you're going to make it for Netflix, you should be a little bit more self-aware, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I guess. If they were week apart, then maybe it makes more sense. But yeah, you're watching them in the same night, and you're like, okay. Yeah, I do. I just saw that. I remember. You know. I know. Uh, then you have Nell, 
uh, the youngest. She was uh, super cute, the little girl, mm-hmm. and then grows up and then is dead. Just a uh, hangs herself. Yeah, and just a real tragic story with Nell because um, mm-hmm. she's you know trying to help everybody and she's trying to you know she's trying to help Luke and there's the connection Dreams. between the twins and you know. Um, but yeah, what a just super Yikes. super sad. And Yikes, one of the coolest bits of this show, I think, and we'll talk about it in a second, was the whole thing with the bent neck lady. Like I thought that was incredibly clever and very well done on like how to like literally bring that full circle. You know, that was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. There was, I mean, there's so much to unpack with the show. So let's do this because uh, obviously six is the magic number on hashtag Dork sure. because of the six Infinity Stones. I have six questions about the haunting of hill house Mm -hmm. and again if you guys uh want to tweet us at dork podcast or email us actually to dork podcast at gmail.com some of your thoughts because we're not going to get to all the stuff obviously uh, a lot in this series here's a six pack of questions here number one ryan uh now that the the show is the season is over we saw how it ended will the house still haunt them and if not, why not? Do you do you want me to answer these questions? Or are these for the uh, for the audience? Uh, well, because I can't hear from them right now. Okay. Let's have you Let's answer. just have me answer it. Okay, so <laughs> I I think they should be done with this. What would be interesting is if they brought in another family who tries to like move into the house. That would be something. But so that's what they could do. No, but I guess my question is in the sense that okay. They all moved away from the house. And in mm-hmm. a lot of movies or shows, if you're in a haunted house, the best way to stop being haunted is you move. And then you're all set. Like most of them, most right? Of them. Every once in a while, yeah. something latches on to you, and that's like another movie. But for the most part, you just get out of there. You should be good to go. This one, they were all kind of getting haunted, right? So the mom's dead. They're all getting haunted for a while. And then the next thing you know, the youngest daughter or the youngest sibling is now dead. She goes back to the house, kills herself. Mm-hmm. Then they all end up back in the house, and the father kind of sacrifices himself. And now the father's dead. But so now are the other four kids just going to go live on their merry way? Like, I don't, I don't know why they would. Like, they're just going to accept the dad being dead? I think, like, I, I, I think I'm missing something. I think they accept, the, uh, accept what happened. They learned what happened uh, once, you know, uh, through, you know, the trickery of, like, movie stuff. They know they come make peace with, like, what happened, what actually happened that night. Um, mm-hmm. And then the father can kind of, like, rest. You know, he's, he's done his job. Like he talks about like holding the door, holding the door to the red room closed, like in, you know, the monsters got out anyway, kind of thing. I think he says, right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think they've, uh, they're done. I think they're done with the crane family. They've given, they've given all they can give. And Mm -hmm. now like the Hills aren't really looking for, for more. Yeah. Uh, what about you, the Bentley lady was super cool and it was like a crazy twist when he found out that. That was just Nell kind of haunting herself. Yeah. But the, the obvious question would be, how was Nell haunting herself as like a, whatever, like an eight-year-old and then later as like a 34-year-old? Well, she says it. She explains it. And I'm paraphrasing because I'm not really sure how she says it, but she's like, you think time is a line. Like, you think it goes, and it's not. And she says it's like, um, or the mother says it, Nell or Carla Gugia, oh. Olivia say it, where it's like, it's not a line, but it's like raindrops. Or something like that. Like okay. they're like specific I, moments. Yeah. So like, and I go back to, I was joking around with Rye about it. I was joking. Around, it's like McConaughey in a uh, um, true, true detective, detective where he's like, time yeah. is a flat circle. You know what I mean? Where it's like, <laughs> you know, time isn't linear. It's, you know, so you, um, 
yeah, it's no, okay. in so my yeah, head. So okay. it's not linear. It's not linear time in the house. In my, but in my head, how this worked was they. You know, people. Say, I've never died, so I don't know. Knock on wood. Um, well. But they they say that you know your life flashes before your eyes when you die, mm-hmm. and I think that's what happened to Bent Neck. Now as her life flashed before her eyes. And it and like the and all you notice uh, that like the bent neck lady falls in like these significant moments in her life. Oh, it's creepy. It's the creepiest thing in the whole show. And once she realizes what's happening, she opens her mouth and screams, and that's the first time that little Nelly was scared of like the bent neck lady is when yeah. she opened her mouth and screamed. You oh know. Oh my god. So that's in my head, that's what it was. Bed? Oh yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, not great. Not for me, man. And cause you hear all these and like I have bad nightmares sometimes, but knock on wood, I've never had that one where you like wake up and you're still asleep and there's somebody over you. Yeah, and like you hear about that one all the time. Yeah, I've had, I would. I suffered from sleep paralysis as a kid. It was not a good time. Not good. Not a good no. time. Yeah. Whew. All right. The red room was another big reveal, Ryan. I guess question number three would be how did the red room? work like i just i know each kid had their own room like you know yeah steven had a video game room and they're like video game room and like they each had like their own room so i get that the tree house yeah the tree like but how do you get in there without anybody else seeing you in there or being able to experience that well you could go in there with other people because remember steven went in there with luke and it was like the tree house and like you remember his dad was like you 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 talk about him seeing ghosts he's like when would I have ever built you a treehouse? There was no treehouse. So in the whole yeah, thing, well, and then because one of them, there's also a scene in like the kitchen where like oh Luke's in his treehouse and like the mom makes like a just kind of like laughs like she thinks the other kid's joking about it. Yeah, you know like yeah yeah okay great yeah he's in his treehouse. Um, so I think you know you could look at it in any number of ways. Like that's their version of like heaven. You know where it's Theo's dance studio or it's you know Luke's right. treehouse or like you know their little version of heaven. Um, or the afterlife, yeah, or what that's the like. The logistics of it, I guess, to me, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, because, like, we've also seen where two of the kids are trying to get in it, and it's, like, locked. And then there's the scene where I think it's Shirley and Nell are trying to break into it, and then Theo's inside dancing, and she, like, hears somebody banging on the wall. She's like, what's going on? Yeah, and then there's the scene, and it was great that they showed it from both ways. So you see, like, Nellie and Shirley trying to get into the room, and they're like, oh, it's locked. We don't have a key for this. And then you see, like, feet moving underneath the door. And then, like, yeah. eight episodes later, you find out that it's Theo dancing on the other right. side. So it's, it was yeah. kind of a cool thing to me. But Oh, it was. It was cool. I mean, it's kind of a, a head-scratcher, mm-hmm. but it, it is cool. And the other part is, as you're watching it, they have like that rectangle window in the middle. Yeah. And so it's shot. They're all shot the exact same. And like, so the rooms are all different, but you know, they're all in that same place because of the window. Right. And I don't know if you read about this, but apparently there was an alternate ending. And so the way it ends is it, it jumps forward and Luke is celebrating his two year anniversary of being sober and they have a cake and it's really all the surviving people are there mm-hmm. like, and their wives or girlfriends or whatever they're all there and i guess they said at one point they they had the idea of putting in that room that they're in in the background they were going to put that rectangle window the window yeah and then that would have implied like none of them actually left which would yeah which would have been sick that would have been that would have been better but it, i i, I like, think it would have been better i mean it would have been darker for sure but i think it would have been pretty pretty sick so then if you did do another season later on you could be like 
all of the cranes are in the house now. Yeah, and all you're going to be like looking for like that window like all the time, which is which is kind of yes. I like stuff like that. Um, yes, but to, that's cool. We talked about it at the beginning of the episode. Like one of the things that we kind of didn't like was that the fact that this kind of ended on like a happy note. Um, and the yeah, scary it didn't seem it was all that fitting. The scary heavy shit like kind of like simmered like towards the end. Like it kind of went away. Um, right. gradually. Um, and so the ending, you had like this kind of like happy ending, which was, which was nice. Um, it, and I, yeah, yeah. And it was touching yeah. and it was, it was really nice. And some of the dialogue was really good, yeah. um, between the parents and the kids. And, you know, I thought that was, that was really nice, but it, it didn't gel as well. That's why I gave it a five instead of a six. Cause it didn't really, yeah. I was like, okay, that's nice. But like, I wish, I wish they'd gone a little darker with the ending, you know? Yeah, I think I think it would have been cool if they went with that ending. Yeah, uh, question number four: What's the deal with the caretakers? So the the Dudleys, and as I'm watching the show, like as with any show, I'm trying to like guess what's going to happen and what's going on. So I thought all the Dudleys were ghosts for a while. I thought they were all dead, and, like mm-hmm. they were talking to them. Turns out not true. And we already talked about Abigail, their daughter, and what happened to her and how she really died there. But a few things happened with them. So the daughter dies. And they, like, quickly get over it because they see yeah. ghost version of her, her. Yeah. So rather than losing their fucking minds or, like, attacking the cranes or doing something, they're just like, hey, we see her now. We won't tell anybody. Just make sure the house stays up. I'm like, well, that's kind of convenient. That's kind of convenient. And not only that, but, like, um, oh, shit, I wasn't going to say. Uh, yeah, that was, that was super convenient. But I think... Uh, I forgot what also, I was going to say. This is terrible no, that's podcasting. Fine. Was, yeah. The other, the other part is, and maybe you'll think of it, is they obviously knew something was really up with Hill House. Like, they even made it clear. They're like, we, we don't come out, you know, after when it's dark. We're never going to be here. And, like, we don't want Abigail over here. And it's like, then move. If it's that bad, stop working there. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's okay. So I remember what I was going to say. There was, this, there was a line of dialogue where uh, Mr. Dudley was talking about, like, we tried to keep her from this. Like, we tried to. You yeah. know, we homeschool We try to keep her from this. And maybe the, the, in a roundabout way, the moral of the whole thing is like, you can't keep kids from, you can't keep kids from the outside world. You can't keep them from the scary things. Like eventually they're going to find their way right. to them. True. Um, and I think all along they knew that was going to happen. Like the house was eventually going to take all of them, you know? And at the end they have their really good scene where old Dudley is bringing in his wife who's clearly dying and they're both old at this point. And she dies, yeah, she dies in, the, in house. the house. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that, and so she could be with Abigail. I thought that was a nice little bow to put yeah, on that. That was good. But it was just like their react, like they just, they processed it all way too quick for me. Mm-hmm. They were just like, oh my God, she's dead. That's cool. Uh, look, look around, look around. Oh wait, there she is. Mm-hmm. It's ghost version of her. We're, we're good with this version. <laughs> we'll bury the body. We don't tell anybody. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. That was a little uh, weird. Question. Number five, Ryan, if you could steal a smooch from one of the characters in this series, who would it be? My heart says Olivia, played by Carla Gugino, because I love her so much. Okay. Hard Theo, though. I'm going with Theo. It's Theo, and it's not close. It's not close. Really, the only acceptable answer other than Theo in my mind would be Theo's girlfriend. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, she, uh, interesting character and, and um, a lovely, yeah. lovely lady. She's, I mean, she is very fair. Oh, yes. 
I would say. Oh, yes. Not Again, not that looks is the most important thing or even that important at all, but if you were looking at something like that, if you if that were your thing, she, if that's all you cared about, then th- right. definitely give her a look. But not us. Right. We I are would, very complex no, not men us. with very many strong, independent women in our lives, much like the character right. Theo um, yes. in the show Haunting of Hill House. But really very fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final question, Ryan, is do you want a season two of the Haunting of Hill House? Not really. Yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good there. So I guess what happened was the, uh, who was it? Let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Just it, while you're looking for that, I will watch a second season of it, but I don't want one, if that makes any sense to anybody. Yeah. Okay, here it is. Uh, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Mike Flanagan, who kind of created this whole thing, He said, quote, I don't want to speculate too much about season two until Netflix and Paramount and Amblin let us know if they want one. What I will say, though, is that as far as I've been concerned with this, the story of the Crane family is told it's done. Yeah. Okay. good. Good. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. It would be what you said about another family moves in and then maybe you get like a couple Easter eggs from the, from the cranes, but it wouldn't be these characters anymore, which I think makes sense. Yeah. I think seeing, you know, Hugh or Olivia crane, like in the house at some yeah. point would be, would be cool. Um, oh my God. If it looks like that one guy with the big eyes and the wide open mouth, it would freak me out. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I should have never told you to look for the ghosts. No, I shouldn't have. I'll have to take a screenshot of that guy because that guy creeps me the hell Go out. Go on YouTube and look at all the ghosts, and you can watch the compilation. It's like three minutes long, and they do yeah, them like I'll, I'll Maybe in the daytime I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about to ruin my night's sleep Yeah, doing that. All right, anything else, Ryan, on the, uh, the Haunting of Hill House? No, definitely give it a watch. It's one of the better horror series I've seen, um, yeah. like, ever. You know, so no, no, it was cool. And there's a lot of little things and there's, there's definitely things you can pick up. So if you're somebody, I don't know, a lot of people are like that where they like to either put stuff together or just like, if you're going to watch it again, I think it would be interesting too. like knowing what you know now, I'm sure they leave you even more clues. Yeah. As to what really? Yeah. Happened. And that's, that's good writing, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's get to the pick of the pod. 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 All right, Ryan, kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal. I will defer to you this week. All right, how about this one? Now, a lot of people probably have seen this. I had not seen this movie yet. And if you're a fan of Making a Murderer or the Serial Podcast or the Jinx or the Staircase, all that stuff, it really all started 1988's The Thin Blue Line. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen this? I have. Holy smokestacks. Really so good. This actually is also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I was going through like best movies on Netflix because they're obviously hit or miss and they're always kind of coming and going. And I'm like, you know what? I can't believe I haven't seen this yet because every time I watched one of those other ones, people are like, well, this is kind of the original. And so I finally got around to watching it. And what's really impressive is it's amazing. It's great on its own. But you can also see how these producers and creators have, have improved upon it, mm-hmm. you know, because... When you're watching it, you can kind of get a little lost. And this was before they did, like, the names of all the characters. Like, so, like, you don't even have that. Like, they don't, like, introduce you to characters with, like, with titles on the screen. Right. And so you kind of have to pick it up on the fly. But what a brutal, brutal story about another guy falsely imprisoned. And what's awesome is that, not to make light of it, because that movie on its own is, like, really, really good. Um, the 
uh, Bill Hader, Fred Armisen show documentary now, which I believe is also on Netflix, did a spoof of the thin blue line and it's hilarious. So oh, if you see that, well, it's, I knew about the thin blue line cause it's in like a bunch of parodies and like mm-hmm. people have done it a lot. And so that, that's funny that you said, I'll have to go back and watch you that. To, you have to watch that. Cause that's actually fucking really fun. If you've seen All the right. thin blue line, it's even funnier. It's one of those, like it's funny on its own, but if you've seen the thin blue line, it's really funny. I mean, man, you feel you feel for this guy. Yeah, and it it's is. funny. Like, so Armisen plays the guy who's like the the guy who got falsely accused. Oh my god! Actually, I, I could see either one of them. And doing he's, it, but yeah, Armisen's probably good. And he's like the most annoying guy in the world. <laughs> and like the reason he gets thrown in jail is because everyone thinks he's annoying, <laughs> which is it's like super <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. Obviously, it's not you know a pick me up by any means, but if you like those kind of shows and, and series, then I would give that a give that yeah. a shot. Not to spoil anything, but um, the reason that Bill Hader, who plays like the killer guy, pins the thing yeah. on Fred Armisen is because he turned off his poison tape when they're in the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nobody nobody turns off my poison, <laughs> so he like pinned a murder on the guy. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Sorry. Sorry for swearing. That's good. No, you're all, you're all, oh, I'll, good. I'll, I'll edit okay, that out. Thank you. Uh, what do you have? I have, so this one doesn't actually come out till Friday, but I've heard really good things about it. It's something that I'm going to be watching as soon as it comes out. Uh, the Coen brothers movie, the ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a, it's like six vignettes that are like Westerns. I mean, I don't know if you know this. I'm into kind of a Western vibe these days. You like the Westerns. Uh, I like the you Westerns. Should a, you should have bought a cowboy hat. I like should have. No, thank you. Do you see hear how much he spent on that thing? That lunatic? No, no. What do you think uh, too much? What is too much for a cowboy hat? Did I not hat? see that? You didn't. I, didn't what see, is, I guess I didn't see. I thought. Okay, no, I didn't. I do not know how much he spent. What is too, too much? much? I mean, for for me, it would have been ten bucks. Would have been too much. But give me a real guess. Yep. Um, let's see. A new era baseball hat yeah. now is like forty, yeah. probably. Like, yep. it, which is which I think is insane. It's insane. If you bought like a Red Sox hat, it'd be forty bucks. So, let's say fifty bucks. Two hundred and eighteen dollars for a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> like i mean you went to nashville is, for three days and you i could probably that. count on my hand the number of purchases i've made for over 218 dollars you could i could have bought my family of four a month's worth of groceries for 218 dollars <laughs> at costco i mean my tv my playstation my computer my car yeah that's it um You're, dog food my wife's my yeah. wife's engagement ring yeah <laughs> um that's about it yeah 218 dollars for a cowboy hat i mean you could fly to like a pretty good destination and back for less than that you sure can and he drove what, to Nashville. what are you gonna what are you gonna do with a cowboy hat uh he he said it's now a halloween costume which is a pretty inexpensive halloween costume if i do yeah, say my, so you, you could have bought a lot of halloween costumes could have you could have bought how many? You know how many scream masks you could buy with two hundred eighteen dollars? Oh all, all the different ones, all the different the glow in the dark one. Oh, the, the you could you could walk all, in because all kinds of ones. All the spirit of Halloweens are like shutting down, so you can get those all on clearance. You could buy them out. You probably could have. You could have bought a spirit of Halloween. You probably you could have bought the whole store. You probably probably. could have <laughs> franchised like, it up. Cowboy hat. Yeah, and let's be honest, they look outrageous too. Yeah, they're not practical. They are not. And if you wear one up here, you look like an asshole. It's a terrible purchase. Terrible purchase. Honest. Yeah. So like you you would have been better off spending two hundred eighteen dollars on like Long Island iced teas or something. Oh yeah, and they get a great the the only beer now that I'll actually drink is uh, they only sell it in Tennessee. It's called Happen Harry's. It's made by the people who make Jack Daniels. 
But it's oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's very very good. It's a very good local Ooh. beer. Nice lager. Nice smooth light fin- lager. Smooth finish. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I like it. All right. And I, you know me, I don't drink nothing. All right, Gin- so that's ginger ale and coffee. So that's all you need. It's yeah. Really the 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 two. So anyway, so to finish by that, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's a uh, Coen Brothers movie, which is coming out on Got Netflix it. on Friday. So I'll be watching that on Friday. Please believe. Sounds. Good. You can report back to us. So either later this week or next week, we will do our our standalone episode for Stan Lee, which I am looking forward to. And again, email us uh, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at dorkpodcast. We can add some of your Stan Lee thoughts in there as well. Uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes. We appreciate that. Hashtag dork and everywhere podcasts are heard. Weei.com, all that nonsense. Twitch, Ryan, you be twitching. At Arvon D on Twitch and then Twitter. Yeah. I'll let you and boy. we have the occasional YouTube as well. So yeah, once in a while. It's all good. All good. Anything else, Ryan? Nope, I'm good. All right. Another perfect episode in the books.